about to go higher. Revelation. Illumination. Is coming into my life. Overtaking my life. The wisdom of God. Is being poured out. And I'm receiving everything. My father is saying. In Jesus name. Amen. Come on repeat after me. I am here today. To be trained. To dominate. In every area of my life. I am here to be equipped to fulfill my God-given assignment. I am here to be empowered to advance the kingdom of God. I command my ears and my eyes and my heart to be open to hear and do God's living word today in Jesus' name. Come on, repeat after me. I am a child of God. I am anointed. I am a soul winner. I am full of faith. I am as bold as a lion. I am accepted in the beloved. I am full of joy. Tell somebody, watch out. Let's continue to read. 
And her rival also, look at this, provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was, look at this, year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, therefore Hannah wept and did not eat. Verse 11, then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. In Jesus' name, you may be seated as I pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to minister your word to your people. We thank you for the opportunity to allow them to hear what you're saying to them. As I decrease, I pray that you would increase and that you would speak to me today so your people can hear from you. And I pray that as you open in their ears now and as you open in their hearts, that your worthy seed, your incorruptible seed will be planted on their hearts and that no enemy in hell will be able to take the seed that you plant today out of their hearts, that they might know without a shadow of a doubt that God before me, then who can be against me? In Jesus' name. So we see here this story, very, very familiar story. And one of the things that I want each of you to understand about this story so that we can understand it in its context is that Hannah... She was the first wife to Elkanah, and she was married to Elkanah for 10 years. And in that time of being married to him, she was unable to conceive a child. And Elkanah and Hannah wanted a child so much that Hannah allowed him and encouraged him to go forth and get a new wife. And he ended up marrying Penina. And what we must understand is that when he married Penina, what began to happen is every year Penina used, started bringing forth children. It was easy for her. So you know, some women, it's easy for them to birth while other women struggle. Y'all need to talk to me today. And so it was easy for her to bring forth children to the point that the thing that Hannah allowed her husband to do, it became a thorn in her own flesh. And what I love about this story is in spite of Penina being a thorn in Hannah's flesh, she still remained faithful and dedicated to the things of God. The Bible says every year she would go up and pray. Every year she would go up, and the Bible didn't say she went up and she didn't want to go up, but the Bible says she went up, but she always left disappointed because year by year she was unable to bear a child. And what I want you to see in this story and what I want you to gain from this story is the insight to understand that Hannah, the only problem she really had was trusting in God's timing. So today what I want to talk to you about is trusting in God's timing. When we look at this story, to trust in God's timing, one of the things that we have to understand in this season is that there are two things that we must realize and they can both be found in Hannah's name. Hannah's name in the has two meanings in the Strong's H25 
84, and the first meaning that I want to talk to you about is grace. And what I need you to understand before you walk out of this place is that just as Hannah's name meant grace and God had given her grace, you have been given grace as well. Look at somebody and say, I have the grace of God resting on me right now. So look at this. God gave Hannah the grace, look at this, to deal with her trials, to deal with her tests, and to deal with her storms, not when she entered into them, but before she was born. Look at what God told Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he told Jeremiah, I knew you. So God knew exactly what Hannah would face in life. He was not waiting until she prayed to prepare her to carry a prophet, but he started preparing her right away. Look at somebody and tell them, God has been preparing you all along. God has, God has been preparing you all along. Oh, there's something that God desires for you to carry, and you have been looking at your trials and your storms as if something like bad luck has happened to you. But God sent me to let you know that ain't nothing but me pushing you, that ain't nothing but me stretching you, that ain't nothing but me preparing you to carry something greater. Look at somebody and say, I'm carrying something greater. Oh, with all the hell that I'm going through, there must be something. God knew that if he would have given Hannah the easy road, she would not have been able to carry what he had given her. As you read through this passage, in this context of scripture, you'll begin to find that Hannah was going to give birth to a prophet and a priest and a judge by the name of Samuel. And how many of y'all know that whenever you're carrying something that would deliver a nation, it should be heavy. Look at somebody, you know, if you're carrying something that God has given you, it should be heavy. Look at them and say, you shouldn't be able to carry that by yourself. That, that's why you feel lonely at times. That, that's why you're uncomfortable at times, because what you're carrying, you need God to help you. So, so, so we need to understand just as you that her steps were ordered by the Lord. Look at this, Psalms, the 37th division of the 23rd verse. Look at what it says. The steps of who? A good man or woman are ordered by who? Are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in the way. Look at this, Psalms, the first division of six. Look at it, it says. It says, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Can I talk to you today? Whatever you're facing right now, God is not surprised. <laughs> I'm going to have you talk to your neighbor a little bit this morning. Look at him and say, God is not surprised. I, I know you're going through it, but God is not surprised. I know you can't pay that light bill, but God is not surprised. I know you're in a bad relationship, but God is not surprised. He knows your way. And what I need you to understand is that the battle you are facing right now, it might seem like you're losing. It might look like, Elder Parker, you got knocked out in the first round. You must have been in the ring with Mike Tyson. Come on, somebody. But, but can I tell you a secret? Can I tell you a secret? Look at this. Your battles are not meant for you to win. I'm going to say that again. Your battles are not meant for you to win. What are you talking about, Pastor? What I'm talking about is that your battles are allowed for you to surrender. You 
fighting with all of your strength. You're fighting with all of your might because you're trying to win a battle that God got you in for you to surrender. Look at somebody and say, stop fighting, stop fighting, stop fighting. Stop fighting and surrender to the King of Kings and surrender to the Lord of Lords and surrender to the Alpha and the Omega. Surrender now. because she didn't have kids for 10 years. Now we get to 10 years later, Penina have at least five kids, and she's still in the house, got to look at her kids running around. And how many of y'all know if it's two women in one house? Oh, y'all need to talk to me. And look at what happened in 1 Samuel, the first chapter, the 10th chapter. She finally gets it, and Hannah was in, watch this, bitterness of soul, and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish, then, somebody say then. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts. Now, now, what I want you to understand is there were stages with Hannah. We know from the word of God that she was dedicated to the things of God. We know to the, from the word of God that she was committed already to the things of God. We know from the word of God that Hannah didn't miss a year of doing what God told them to do. He told the people of Israel that every year you need to go to Shiloh. We know from the word of God that she carried and did everything that she was supposed to do. And we even know, watch this from the word of God, that when Elkanah gave portions to give into the altar, we to, into the offering, we do know that Hannah gave the most. The Bible says he gave her a worthy, a double portion to do what? Not for herself, but to sow into the king who didn't answer her prayers. But she continued, Elder. I hope y'all are hearing me. She didn't stop because it didn't manifest. She, she didn't stop because it wasn't looking the way she thought it should look after you. She didn't stop because of what her girlfriends were doing. She didn't stop because other people's blessings came. She continued to give. She continued to serve. She continued to be faithful with unanswered prayer. Then she got to a place where she graduated. And she said, I've done all I know to do. Then the Bible says this time when she went up, she didn't eat. She said, well, I've done all I know to do. I'm not going to throw in the towel here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray now and fast. And, 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 and she said, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast and I want the Lord to know how serious I am. Then we get to 1 Samuel 1.10 and it says she made a vow. Uh, she graduated and she refused in this season, somebody say in this season, to take no for an answer. See, some of you have been taking no in 2019. Some of you took a no in 2018. Some of you took a no in 2010. But somebody say, this season, I'm not taking no for an answer. Ahana's anointing is coming upon me. Oh, Ahana's grace is coming upon me. And this season, all I'm going to receive is yeses. Somebody say, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's all I'm going to see in the mail. 
That's all I'm going to see on my job. That's all I'm going to see in my ministry. That's all I'm going to see in my community. That's all I'm going to see in my nation. Somebody shout it. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I'm going to receive. Look at somebody say, this is my season to hear yes. Ah. So now let's look at what happened to Hannah. I feel something in the spirit. I'm telling y'all. So look at what happened to Hannah. Remember what I told you? The battle is not meant for you to win. The battle is meant for you to do what? Surrender. So look at what happened after she made her vow. Hannah's battle produced Hannah's brokenness. Can I go deeper? Hannah's brokenness gave birth to Hannah's promise. If you're waiting on a promise, you have to learn how to graduate into a place of brokenness because those who are broken get rewarded or give birth to promises. So look at what happened. When Hannah prayed, the priest Eli accused her of being a drunk woman. See, see, can I minister to somebody today? When, when, when you know you are broken, when you no longer are concerned about what people think about your praise and your worship. Hannah was on the altar like a drunk woman and the priest said, put away your drunkenness. And she said, priest, pastor, I'm not drunk, but I'm pouring out my heart before. See, you know when you get to a place of brokenness, when you don't care who hear your testimony. Some of you are still ashamed of your testimony, ashamed of the mistakes you have made. Can I be a prophet to you? We all have made some mistakes, but you need to let go and let God because it doesn't matter what mistakes you have made. God is still trying to get you to a place where you receive all that he has for you. Somebody shout, but in his time. God says in Psalms, the 34th division, the 18th verse, it says, the Lord is close to <laughs> the brokenhearted. And watch this, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I, I don't know if you walked in with a broken heart with a smile on your face. I, I, don't, I don't know if you walked in with a crushed spirit uh, with a smile on your face. But what I need you to know is that wherever you are, God is with you, but if you're broken, the Bible reinsures you that he's close to you. Look at somebody and say, I'm a, God must be close to me in this season because I'm going through something. So, so look at this. Hannah's trials, watch this, brought her closer to God. And, and what you need to know is your trials are bringing you closer to God. The enemy doesn't want you to know this. Psalms, the 119th division, the 71 and second, 72nd chapter, I mean, scripture reads this. It says, it is good for me, look at what David said, that I have been afflicted, that I might learn the, thy statutes. The law, the instructions of thy mouth, look at this, is better unto me than thousands of gold and of silver. David said, after all that I've been through, out of it sprung wisdom and knowledge that was worth more than what Bill Gates got in his bank account. Look at this. James, the first chapter, 
second through the fourth verse. Look at what it says. My brethren, do what? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith, what is it doing? Produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You need to know today that your trials are producing patience in you. <laughs> Paul dealt with the thorn in his flesh and look at this in 2 Corinthians the 12th chapter the 9th verse and look at, what he's, look at what the Lord said to him he said my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in your weakness God is trying to release perfect power in your life but you have to be willing to allow his grace to work for you Hannah was named after something she didn't know how to apply to years later after she struggled in misery. What you need to understand today is that your trials are helping you trust God's timing. Just look at somebody and tell them your trials are they're helping you to trust God's timing. They're, they're helping you, they're helping you, they're helping you, they're helping you. They're on your side. <laughs> So you need to understand that you have the God of all grace on your side. Look at this, 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, the 10th verse. Look at this. But the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have done what? Suffered a while. Watch what he's going to do. He's going to make you perfect. That really means he's going to make you mature. He's going to establish you. He's going to strengthen you. And some of you need this word. He's going to settle you. Because you came in here and your mind was all over the place. And God is saying once you allow the God of all grace to begin to work in your life, he's going to settle you. He's going to bring peace into your mind, peace into your heart, and peace into your life. The God of all grace, what does this mean? The God of all joy, pleasure, and delight. The God of all grace, what does this mean? The God of all goodwill, loving kindness, and favor. The God of all grace, what does this mean? The God of all merciful kindness, affection, and reward. The God that we serve is absolutely astonishing. And what I want you to understand is that when we look at the grace of God that was on Hannah and that is on your life, we have to understand that the grace of God, it will empower you to face and to overcome your trials. The grace of God, look at this, it will pick you up and carry you when you fall. That's how you know when people are judging you, they're not operating in the grace of God. Because the grace of God doesn't come to judge, but it comes to pick up and carry. Uh -huh. I hope you're here. Look at somebody and say, I'm no longer going to judge you, but I'm going to apply the grace. I'm picking you up. I'm going to carry you whether you like it or not, whether you're screaming or whether you're shouting. Somebody say, thank God for his grace. And, and one of the other things that I love about the grace of God the grace of God will make sure you possess your reward. The grace of God will make sure that you don't miss out on everything God has for you. And what I love about the Spirit of God, when I do things that are not pleasing to Him, you know what I love, and a lot of people might not love it, I love when He checks me. 
Y'all need to hear me. Y'all need to hear me. Y'all don't understand. Because when he checks me, I know that I'm, I, I, I'm still in right relationship. When he checks me, I, I know that we still have this intimacy flow. When he checks me, I, I'm not ashamed because I did something wrong. When he checks me, I'm rejoicing because I know that he's trying to get me higher and higher and higher and higher. So when he checks me, I don't run from the check, but I surrender to the check. Look at somebody and say, this is your season to surrender to the check. I'm going to surrender to the check. I was telling my wife, I was telling my wife recently, I love the Holy Spirit. I was telling my wife recently, I, recently I went to um, Motor City Soul Food. How many of y'all like Motor City? They can cook, can't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I advertised for them. Y'all owe me a few dollars. But listen, <laughs> So when I went in there, you know, me and a um, young lady, she was about 65 years old. She parked right next to me. And how many of y'all know that line is always long and I had something to do back at the church. So when I got out of the car, in my spirit, I was like, man, I need to wait on this lady, open up the door for her, allow her to get in front of me. But time was an issue. Now, in my spirit, that's what I sent since I got out of the car. I'm, I'm going to open the door. I'm going to go in here, etc. But what I ended up doing, because time, and it wasn't even busy that day. There was about five people in there. Y'all know that place is 15 easy <laughs> every time you go in there. So, so I didn't do what was in my heart to do because in the back of my mind, I said, I'm in a rush. So I ran ahead of her. I went and stood in line. And when she got in there, you know, we made small talk, et cetera. And after I got my food, I came out of the building and I got checked by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit just touched me so gently. Didn't say anything, but just touched me in my inner man. And from that touch, I just began to say, Father, forgive me. I just began to talk to the Holy Spirit and let him know, I, I, I apologize, I won't let it happen again. And what was the Lord doing? The Lord was revealing to me that even in the little things, you're representing my nature. Even if nobody else notice what you did or feel as if you did anything wrong he checked me because he said I've called you to a higher place in me I've called you to a higher standard in me see see some of us we're trying to just do just enough to get by but when you begin to recognize his love for you you're willing to go beyond mediocrity you're willing to go beyond the bible said when jesus was teaching he said when they tell you to go one mile go two what was jesus saying he was saying because in your life i've given you the grace to go beyond and above what mere man is able to do so when he checked me man i told my wife about it and i was just rejoicing because i know that if he checked me about that that if there was any other area in my life that wasn't right, oh, y'all hear me. I, I, I knew that if there was any other area that I was falling short, that I wasn't pleasing him the way that my heart desired, I knew that he would check me as well in those areas. Somebody say, thank God for the check. Come on, come on, shout, thank God for the check. Thank God for the check, hallelujah. So look at this, let's, let's, go, let's go into this. So we're talking about the first thing we have to understand to, to, to walk in God's timing or to embrace God's timing is we have to recognize that we have been given grace. And what we must know today is that everything God has for you, you will receive by what? By his grace. 
So we need to understand that God has already given us grace to wait on him. He's given us grace to deal with what we're faced with. He's given us grace to recognize that the battles that I'm in right now, these battles are not meant for me to try to win them, but they're meant for me to surrender in them. And the second and final thing that you need to under realize to trust in God's timing in this season is found in the second part of um, Hannah's name. So the first part we saw is that her name meant grace, and we recognize that we have been given grace. And the second part of her name, what I need you to understand, is favor. You need to understand is that today that you have been favored. Look at somebody say, I've been favored. I've been favored. Now, now with a lot of people, when they're talking about favor, they love to talk about everything that God is doing to them. But can we go deeper than that? What you need to understand is that favor will cause you to experience more closed doors than open doors. <laughs> Some of y'all don't like this kind of teaching because it gets you to thinking. You're wondering, why is this door closed? Why is that door closed? Somebody say, now I know it's because of the favor. It's because, it's because of the favor of God that's on my life. Look at what happened to Hannah. Look at this. First Samuel, first chapter, five through six. Look at this. And whatever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and watch this, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, Although the Lord had closed her womb and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. This is a very powerful story when you begin to look at it. She's being provoked to misery because of something the Lord does to her. Are, are y'all seeing this? So, so, so wait, if God closed her womb, then she didn't have any problems at all. It was only a matter of time before God would open her womb. Look at somebody and say, do you really got problems or is it just God's timing? Do you, what, what do you got? What do you, what do you, do you really got Can I answer that for you? You don't have any problems. You're just favored. I dare you lift your hands and say, I don't have any problems. I'm, I'm just favored. I'm just, the favor of the Lord is just surrounding me. I don't have any issues. It's just God's favor. It's tracking me down. It's running me down. The favor of the Lord goes with me, works for me, works through me. I don't have any issues. I just got favor. is that you don't have any problems. You just have a decision to make. Look at somebody say, you just got a decision to make. You go trust God or you go worry. Can I talk to you? You go trust God or you go doubt. You go trust God or you go live without peace. You go trust God or you go live without joy. Somebody say, all I got is a decision to make. I'm going to trust God come hell or hot water. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. It might not feel good. It might not look good, but I'm going to trust him. Look at this. Favor will cause you to wait longer than others because what God wants to do in your life is much bigger. You discourage about other people going forward. You discourage about other people's promotion. But can I tell you today, a lot of times when you're building 
a bigger building, it takes longer for you to first pull up the foundation or pour in the foundation. Look at somebody and say, what God is doing in my life is just bigger. It's just, it's just big. I, I'm not trying to down anybody else. I'm not trying to look down at you. But when God promotes you, I'm going to rejoice with you because I know that if I stick in there, what God has for me will come to pass. Somebody say, it's because of his grace. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because of his favor. So what we need to understand is that God is doing something greater in your life. Look at somebody say, God is doing something greater in your life. He's doing, he's doing something greater. Look at this, Sarah, Abraham's wife, look at how long she had to wait. 90 years before she conceived Isaac. What I love about it, after 90 years, Joyce came into her life because Isaac's name means laughter. And some of you, what you need to know, you've been waiting to laugh, but you need to understand that God is trying to get you to laugh today because you must realize that what God has becoming for you is go come to pass. Look at somebody say, don't wait till you're 90. Come on, you might not make it to 90. <laughs> laugh now. Rejoice now. Look at this, Elizabeth, when she, Zachariah's wife. Look at this. She waited till around 70 to have John. John was the forerunner of Christ. Look at this, Moses. He was 80 years old when God actually sent him to deliver the children of Israel. Sometimes God needs us to recognize and needs us to understand is that what I'm doing in your life is taking more time because of the grace and the favor that I've given you. So what I need you to understand today is that you thought God forgot about you, Hannah. You thought God forgot about you, but you're carrying something big. Look at somebody and say, I'm carrying something big. You, you, you got a good excuse now not to have worked out for the last 10 years. Just take your stomach out. Say, I'm, I'm carrying something big. I dare somebody shout with me. I'm carrying something big. Come on, shout again. I'm carrying something big. Come on, shout one more time. I'm carrying something big. Look at somebody say, don't judge me for this fat. It's just I'm carrying something big. Don't, don't. I gained a few pounds, but it, it wasn't my fault. I'm getting <laughs> so, so what you need to know as we close this out, what God is doing in your life, might be taking a long time, but I want to encourage you today. Can I encourage you? Isaiah, let's look at this. Isaiah, the 40th chapter, the 31st verse. Look at what it says. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they should run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Can I encourage you today? Galatians, the 6th chapter, the 9th verse. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we what? Faint not. Can I encourage you today? Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things are working together for the good to them that love God, and to them who are the called according to his purpose. After Hannah came to the conclusion that I've been struggling more than I should have because I haven't been trusting in God's timing, let's look at the conclusion of the matter. What happened to her? 1 Samuel, the second chapter, the 21st verse. The Bible says, And the Lord was gracious to Hannah, she gave birth to three sons and two daughters, 
Meanwhile, the boy Samuel, who she gave to the Lord after she birthed him, grew up in the presence of the Lord. After she surrendered and recognized the grace and recognized the favor, the Bible says that she received more than what she asked for. I thank God that we serve an Ephesians 3.20 God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask of things. How to experience more because she was broken enough to receive what she desired. So as we conclude this, what I want you to understand is that whatever you are facing in this season, trust God's timing. Just look at somebody and say, trust God's timing. Come on, look at somebody else. Tell them, trust God's timing. I need you to know today that God has given you grace. God has given you favor, not just for you to have it, but he has given it to you for you to trust his timing. And what God wants you to know is that this battle, somebody say this battle, is not yours. Whatever you're facing right now, you need to understand that the battle that you're facing, the situation that you're in right now, is not yours but the Lord. Let's close with this scripture. 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter, the 15th verse. Look at what it says. And he said, hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God. This, I want to end this message prophetically. Whatever you're facing, somebody say right now. God sent me to let you know that this battle is not yours. Whatever mountain you're looking face to face to right now, can I encourage you? The Lord sent me to let you know that somebody say this battle. See, oh, I've been through a lot of things in my life, but, but this is for this battle. This is, this is for what I'm dealing with and what I'm faced with right now. This battle is not mine. God has given you the favor. Now it's time for you to surrender. Come on, just close your eyes while you're sitting. While you're sitting, just close your eyes. Just raise your hands and say, Father, I surrender to you. This battle that I'm in right now is hard for me, but I surrender it to you right now. This battle that I'm dealing with right now, oh, I know I caused it, Lord, but, but I'm asking you, Lord, that that, 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 that you would take it, oh, Father God, and do with it what you desire to do with it. Come on, this battle that I'm dealing I don't know if I, I'm going to be able to make it out of this battle, but, but, but therefore I'm giving it over to you today. This, this battle, this, this one that I'm faced with, this one that I'm confronted with, this one that is trying to take me out, this battle I'm casting upon you. I'm giving to you. Elders, come to the front. If that's you today. something that you know you need to give over to the Lord. I want you to come to the altars right now. Let the elders pray for you.